you basically was going to be 1500 to 1100 and you came out with your top two players out that's right you had zach merritt out and then sean darcy laid out so you, you relied on your boy meek which we'll talk about later but you had those two boys you had two top players picks two top picks out and you managed to come home with a wet sail on that sunday and win uh so look we'll get you on in a second ben to talk about this one but i thought sort of give you a little bit of a little bit of your own toot toot horns there you go and without any further ado let's bring in our coach ben and now in the red corner, weighing in at a gentleman's ton, all the way from bumfuck nowhere, the bloke who calls himself the Tiger King, the president of the Jordan Dawson and Sean Darcy Appreciation Society, Ben Duncan. We try so hard in our lives to fit in. We try to fit into certain groups, certain frats, certain sororities, you know, among certain friends. Yet the people we idolize are most are the ones that stand out. But when you're prepared, there is no fear. There is no fear of failure, okay? Because even if you've walked out of something and you feel like you failed at it, your preparation is so strong that you're gonna take that failure and turn it into the outcome you desire. And most people stop at failure. We've all failed at things. It's the most powerful tool you can use, but it all depends on how you use it. It's that drive inside of you, okay? It's what we talk about, the dark side. The dark side is filled with failure but it's the fuel that burns you like something that's never burned inside you before. So, look, we've uh, 
We've addressed it, we'll move on. I'm sure other people probably want us to, to have at it, but look, maybe maybe at a later date, but I think, yeah, that's, that's you've said it all. Like, don't get me wrong, I was happy to continue if I hadn't got on the pod for a while, but because <laughs> we've accelerated that, uh, I've just knocked off Westy. I think, yeah, we can move past it pretty quickly. Yep, no, definitely, look. It was uh, the the cards. It was on. It was on the cards. If you lost to Wasty, that uh, it was well, people. People were going to come for you, but you managed to do it. And uh, with your number one, two pick, both not uh, not playing, so you've managed to rise to the occasion. I tell you what, I probably took the piss a little bit with uh, those two not playing, and uh, probably remnants of uh, David versus Goliath. Um, Wasty was unstoppable. There was no chance in hell that I could win this game, but somehow pulled it off. That's it. Yeah, look, you know, last week me and Braden spoke about it on the pod and he pretty much said, that's it, game over. He didn't have a chance. So once again, he's early crowed and really fucked it up. So tell you what, never has a bloke crowed more in his life and, and not worked. Braden has said a lot of shit, that's, <laughs> but I, I'm enjoying it. I, I feel like he's got a voice this season. I'm I feel loving like he wants it. Wants to it. get involved a bit more, so I welcome it. I'm loving the fact that he's got a voice. We have definitely heard him more in the last two weeks than we have in the last two years. So the fact that he is up and about is it's music to my ears. It's like I didn't even know he's been in the draft for two years. I, I knew he was in it last year. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, it's uh, definitely, yeah, it's, I'm really enjoying it. And uh, yeah, it's, obviously he's going to cop it when he fucks it up, but if he keeps doing well and, uh, and scoring wins, then... There's not much we can do about it. That's it, isn't it? He's um he's flying. He's uh he's top four. Um and you know after we gave him a bit of shit early, he's just gone bang bang. Kind of sort of what I've I'm done myself. So, uh you know sort of following suit there. So, um but Good. you know there's two flogs above him that just sort of need to get knocked off and pushed off their perch. And I reckon you could guess who those two people are. Yeah, but if we're talking about uh, revving up a bloke to get him to start scoring well, we can maybe give me a bit of a rev up as well because uh, my team's been fucking shit. <laughs> and speaking of my <laughs> shit team, we might actually move to that game and we'll uh, we'll get a, uh, get a go on the uh, on the teams. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. So the first one, we have James Unagi, 11.95, defeating Grant, sorry, defeated by the Grant the Wrecking Ball, 13.56. So talk to me about this one, and uh, let's start with probably Grant's team because there's more to like on that one. Yeah, they were wrecking ball, formerly known as uh, the Thirsty Camel. Was it the Flying Camel? I can't remember. Flying, some sort of camel. Yeah, Flying Camel, I believe. <laughs> the, thirst, the Thirsty Camel, everyone likes it a bit more because it uh, supplies us alcohol. Yeah. So you're probably a bit unlucky there, Jim, with um, uh, you know Shannon Hearn just going big, 156. Um, and then... You know, probably just a consistent couple of hundreds from a few people. James Sisley, you'd probably expect it from. Simkin, maybe as well. Gaff uh, has been probably hit and miss. Um, and, and Max King, of course, was doing fucking nothing all nothing. game and then nothing. decided to just fucking destroy us in the oh. last quarter. Um, which probably stacked on. I don't know what his third quarter score was, but it probably stacked on sixty points for him. It was about he was on about thirty something at uh, after half time, <laughs> and then I was messaging Shane about it because he was getting close to Brazer, and he's like, "Oh, he's like Max King's not doing well. That's good for you." And then he kicked like a goal, then another one, then another one. I'm like, "For fuck's sake, for fuck's sake, Shane." The the good thing for me was I was watching it delayed, um, so. Good. I was an hour behind, so what I do is whenever a goal's kick, I just fa- fast forward to the bounce. So you skip all that shit. 
And um, so it was really good up until that last quarter, and I just started fast-forwarding more and more chunks, getting more and more <laughs> pissed off with the fucking what was going on. And, um, yeah, Piper was sitting there going, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you're just fast-forwarding. You don't want to watch this, though. So. Yeah, oh, put it through it. Don't so. don't talk to me about watching a game on replay. I watched the Collingwood Collingwood Geelong <laughs> game at about one o'clock in the night, and uh, I was up and about. Oh my god, the yeah. air has never been yeah. punched more in my life when I was excited, and I did not see silk into my couch more. So when, when we were losing, it was horrible. Yeah, the chat was like you need to just turn it off at the three quarter time. So yeah, unfortunately, because yeah, I uh, left my phone, do not disturb. I didn't watch. I didn't want to know anything, and uh, yeah, it was not ideal. <laughs> So yeah, um, Grant's gone um, quite well there. So tell me what w- went wrong with your team, Jim. Well, uh, it's more of a where do I start sort of thing. Um, Himmelberg struggled with sixty six. Maynard first week back thirty nine, not ideal considering I got him as my second back. Uh, Rainer sixty shit, so he's gone now. Uh, Hill Amira forty and fifty. I don't know what the fuck Amira's doing. He ain't playing in the midfield. And uh, Marlon Pickett absolutely fucked me as a, a, a trade-in pick, and I uh, thought he'd do well as captain with Dersma out, and he scored, what, 134 as captain, so that's like fucking 72 or something. That's See, like I look 60, at your team 60, and I, I 67, sort of see a bit 67. of resemblance to mine in terms of um, you've got, you know, Billing, Shuey, Dersma, Green, Gray, all not playing, and they could make a huge difference to your score already. Um at least cracking 1300s, would, which would really get you closer to beating your dad. Um, and that's kind of what I was waiting for, but got a little bit lucky with my nobodies, as Busty put, scoring. Yeah, no, definitely <laughs> which, not. Yeah, which, um, yeah, so it's short-term pain, but if you can get on a bit of a run, uh, you've got some big names coming back. Yeah, definitely. Look, Green's still have another two weeks. Billings is possibly back this week. So is Shuey. Gray should be fit as well. So those four already, or well, those three or four, are already uh, a lot. But I hope I can make up a few wins. But I've got my boys, Trelaw, Oliver, Doherty, just doing doing what needs to be done. But unfortunately, not everyone else is along for the ride. Yeah, definitely. And who have you got this week? You I've got, got Shane. Um, no. So that'll be a an interesting one because he, he's uh, hit a bit of form this week, but that could have been more about his captain than yep. anything else. So speaking of Shane, we will turn your attention to that one. And, oh, boy, oh, boy, Brian would not be happy. We have Shane, Jay Horn, France win 13-63, getting his maiden supercoach win against Brian, the Raging Bull, 1,139. Yeah, Beamers wasn't happy. He sort of has dropped the old, ah, uh, well, I've had a good day at the races. I don't care. Gets his nose out of joint a little bit. You can always tell when he's sort of getting a bit upset with the way things are going. And uh, quite often he'll message me on the weekend and he'll be like, oh, yeah, my draft, yeah, it's going fucking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when, when he starts going shit, he goes, oh, well, my classic's looking all right. I'm going to get to two and a half thousand in score and that sort of thing then his captain was took miller he scored shit and like next thing i know he's scoring to 2100s and then uh conversation quickly turns to racing so <laughs> he's a bit all over the shop the big man um and just looking at him um you know <laughs> well, there's some shit in this team <laughs> yeah dylan steve is at 23 that's uh 
that's is that an injury twenty three or is that that the best he's got? <laughs> like holy shit! Um, I don't know. He's he's shopped Gunston around, and uh, I finally took him off him um, just to get a trade done. But I know that <laughs> Gunston has probably been offered to everyone in the league. So yeah, he's just a, he's probably just a everyone warmer. has a. A Gunston story. Yeah, just a bench warmer, I think, with that one though, which is you know what is what everyone seems to be doing. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's the um that's the thing that uh, who started that lucky and musty or was it Killen and Matt? Uh, it could have been uh, Dad and Matt actually. Ah uh, yeah yeah, so um yeah, uh, look, I the the one big thing is he's got Norton and Norton's playing Richmond next week and. Every fucking time he plays against Richmond, he goes large. And probably put that down to any key forward. Max King, for instance. Yep. So that's going to boost his fucking score up a little bit. So, um, but yeah, he's, you know, Mitch Duncan, it, it, it's, he's sort of in that area now. Is he going to get better or is he going to continue to drop 80s and then get injured? So there's a bit of worry with, with him there. He's picked up my scrappy Charlie Kernow. Loves a loves a pickup of a player who goes large and then drops a shit score like that. So, um, there was someone this week who dropped a large score as well that someone picked up and I just laughed at. Hang on, I've got it in front of me here. Ja- oh no, someone picked up Jack Jack Darling, which made me laugh. Yeah, is that not going um, to go down well? Although he's playing Collingwood, so who knows? He'll probably fucking score two hundred. That's it. Kane picked up. Uh, Angus Brayshaw, who dropped a one seventy six, so they're well, getting sucked in. To be, to be <laughs> there's fair, there's a reason so, why someone, these guys aren't in teams. Someone had to pick up Angus Brayshaw, though. Like after that, like you just you hope you pick him up and go look. I'll keep even if you keep Brayshaw on the bench and he scores another hundred, yep. you go okay. Well, now he's he's worth a play. But yeah, yeah, I think more the Charlie Kerno point though. Like um, he was always going to be dropping either a fifty. Yeah. Or he'll go large with one. He was in uh, trouble. Except for my, my boy, who I'll get to, uh, Peter Wright, who just makes me hard every time he plays. Just dropping <laughs> big fucking scores. Yeah, the thing is, he gets... I watch him. I watch him for ages. And his scaling is fucked. He was on like 130. He, he got scaled back to 110. Oh, yeah. This time he was over 100 and he scaled back to like 90 or something. Um, so he obviously just has big patches and then does nothing. Yeah, interesting. A little bit of time. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, we'll continue on. We'll talk, we've got to talk about a few things that Brian's got going well for him. Uh, yeah. Pendles. That's all i got. Yeah. Yep. 122. Pendles. 124, sorry. And like, isn't he the surprise packet with just dropping big scores all year? You know, you'd think he'd be winding back a little bit. Look, he's, he's, it was always good. It was always good for like 80, 90, maybe a hundred on a good day. But I think because he's off half back, he's getting a lot of good marks. He's getting a lot of marks. He's getting those kick marks, but he's also getting a lot of disposals, and he uses the ball well. So whenever he mm. gets the ball in space, he's going to hit a target. So he's getting those effective disposals. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. What'll be interesting to um, see is uh, if he can continue because we tried it a couple of years ago when he was half back for a while, then went back into the midfield. But yeah. I have to wait and see if yeah. we get. Uh, couple of bags kicked against us and he sort of found out because he's not the fastest bloke we may find out he might get moved back to the midfield so wait and see absolutely and um i think with you know you got jake lloyd you got tom mitchell you've got the big names hugh mcluggage that sort of thing 
Zeeble. <laughs> um, but just not scoring well enough. Like McLeod, yeah, Zeeble 62, scoring, Tom yeah. Mitchell's 86. Like he's had a, a real average start to the year. He's averaging 82. He's had a high yeah. score of 86. So he is not yeah. even beginning to get to, to scratch the surface of what he can do. So, And it's worrying because he's got a new coach. So, you know, is he being played slightly differently? Is he not getting as many centre bounce attendances? Well, same with Amira. Um, he scored 50 and 30 and two in the first and the last week. So yeah, same sort of thing. So... Yeah, it's um, it, there's a lot of potential there, but you know, also suck a dick. That's it. <laughs> and this week he has to captain Harry Mackay, so <laughs> yeah, was a 60, 61. <laughs> it could work well, it could go very shit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's Carlton boys did not back it up the way they did before. But look, enough about Blues because we're sick of talking about him. Let's move on to Shane and let's uh, let's pump this bloke up a bit because he got his first win here and he's got some very very good players scoring well and he's actually got a I don't know if I've ever seen this before. He's got a negative on the field. Yes, uh, jumping Jack Martin. So yeah, got, um, got the trade done with uh, with Matt, which is he's already not happy about because obviously thought Jack Martin was going to come in, and yep. he's come in as a he gets names as a sub, comes in with about yep. three minutes to go and scores minus six. <laughs> if that had cost you him just, the game, fuck me, that would have been like hilarious. But obviously, yeah. so far in yeah. front didn't make a difference. But my a minus six, bloody hell, Shane! You just you you've got to hope he plays next week. Cause otherwise, that is a real bad trade. Yeah, and um, yeah, you're not going to win many games with dropping negatives on the field. Like that's just not not good at all. I don't think I've ever um, seen it. But look, in terms of in terms of what I like about it, uh, Riley O'Brien, 122, Wines, 118, and Lyons, 135. His first few picks all getting those big deep hundreds, which is what he was hoping for weeks ago. And Tom Green, 294 as captain, fucking bang. That's yeah. pretty much the game right there. Uh, that's yep. that's pretty much a game right there. If he scores less than that, like you know, normal score, like you know, that's the difference. That captain, but bloody hell, he's come out and just gone three big scores week after week: 147, 164, and 106. So this bloke, look, talks about how good uh, old mate fucking Walsh is as a steal. I'm pretty sure this bloke was like pick round fifteen. Like this bloke is freaking probably in the top ten, and he is pounding yeah. away. And he was so late that everybody had twenty chances to get him, and no one did. And if people were, you know, if he's going to pump up how good a pick and how, you know, strategic Walsh is, Walsh is a, you know, a big name that you know, anyone would have picked. You know, everyone was waiting for that wait, right moment and he just, he just got there first. No one's picking Tom Green early. So I would say it's more of a big boy play picking people like that and I reckon we should hear more about it from him. You know? Definitely. Well, maybe when we get him on the, on the pod, if he wins another one, we can get him up and about. If Tom Crean keeps scoring them, he'll be on really, real soon. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, so, um, no, it's a good score by old Chaney boy. Um, and he's not, he's not following suit with our other ring-in, like Alex and Matt, so he's got to drop some nice scores early. But, yeah, the Jack Martin one is a, is a massive worry. And now that he's averaging 42, he can't trade him to get a trade done now. So Yeah, that minus six is really, <laughs> really fucked him in the arse, hasn't it? Yep. Bloody hell. Yeah, you, would, you wouldn't read about it. But look, it's uh, hopefully he's, yeah, like I think he's just hoping he comes in and plays and makes it worthwhile. If he doesn't play this week, then uh, he's not going to be a happy man. I will be, but he won't be. Yep. But enough about that. Let's talk about the next one. A, another close one we had on the Sunday coming down to the wire. We've got Lachlan at the Big Fish. 13.05, defeating Steve last premiership, 12.89. Yeah, no. 
Nothing would make me more happier than Dan Lachlan to go down. Uh, and he needs to go down really quick because it's starting to get a bit scary. Um, and the thought of a third uh, is just not in my mind. I think I'll quit, bra. Uh, <laughs> you probably have to get in line. There'll, there'll be a few of them. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Steve, you know, valiant effort. Um, didn't get the job done in the end. Uh, a few people let him down. Um uh, Caleb Daniel not scoring overly well this season, just 71. So, um, who the fuck is Will Day? Yeah, he, he came on pretty good last year and they had an ankle injury, so missed most of last year. So, he's probably a decent pickup, but whether or not he keeps going with Sicily being well, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, and like he's got Impy sitting there waiting to go, and we know he can go big. He's got that Salem sort of role that, um, to kick in sort of back area. Um, but, yeah, um, Keys scoring 113. Um, he, did he tr- get him traded to him? I think he picked him. I'm pretty sure he picked him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good, but, yeah, there's not much else after that that's going. Scoring really well for him. Sinclair did well, 116, uh, but there's uh, pretty much uh, not much else after that. Like, he needs Grundy to be dropping big 120, 130s. Um, Which he wasn't going to do. He's, like... Yeah, it's not worth there. I don't know. Like I, I, I wouldn't have picked him if I had picked one. Yeah, if he was there, to pick five, I wouldn't have picked him. But that's just me. But look, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm looking at that this time team. Mm. Oh, boring me. Let's go, to Lachlan Stan. Yeah, well, you know, we don't want to dwell too much on this one either because we don't want to get him out. He's ego more inflated than it normally is. But look, tight English 152 sets him up very, very on a, a good Friday, a good Thursday. Night, I think it was sets him up pretty good for the week. Lockie Neal not doing quite as uh, as well as his 200 over it was last week, but good enough. He'll be happy the Gresh got back to business on 102 and uh, Walsh 248 as a captain, so not a bad uh, not about 124. Yeah, he's sort of getting the you know that one player dropping big scores each week to sort of carry him to each win, and it's only going to take a week where they're all just dropping a normal hundred, and then that's when you get knocked off. I reckon, so you know. Yeah. Tim English, he's, once uh, big Stiffy Martin comes back, I reckon his scores will get affected. So you're probably going to want to trade him soon, like to just cash in on while he's good, because I don't think he's going to be consistent with that score all year. Yeah, wait and see. And uh, Dugowie's out this week as well. He's accepted his one match ban, so that's a, a problem in the forward line for him this week. Yep. And, like, he's still got Sack Fisher. He's, you know, doing what Marta he said he would do. He's been absolutely shit. But um, it's kind of like me with some of my players where I'm like, no, nah, well, if you guys say shit, I'm going to let it ride. Josh Jenkins, for instance. But, yeah, um, I wish, wish I had the uh, the ability to do that with my Michael Walters boy, but he was uh, he, I dropped him like fucking as quick as I could. Yeah, you had to get rid of him real quick. So Kennedy's score got affected by Walsh coming back, so it kind of... Uh, not Walsh, um, who came back in Carlton's Chera. midfield? Chera, Chera or something? Well, yeah, Walsh, Chera and Cripps all back now, so Kennedy yeah. sort of gets pushed With in the other. With the ball there, it's just, they're going to be taking points off each other, so, um, yeah, hopefully that, that fucks him a little bit as well. Um, I'm just looking at his team, I'm just seeing how how can he get fucked over here. I'm seeing a few things that could happen. Yeah, there's a couple there. Kennedy has uh, JP Kennedy, other Kennedy hasn't been scoring that well. He's been uh, nah. pretty average playing off sort of half back and a wing and a whole bunch of spots. So he's not the, the ball that he used to be. So nah, he's what up. I thought Selwood and Pendlebury would be, where they're at that point now, where they'll be dropping those scores. But 
Yeah, as I, say, I don't think he's suited for that sort of role which they're trying. Was I think um, Penelope's foot skills are sort of makes him a good halfback, whereas uh, Kennedy's a bit more of a in and under player, so it doesn't sort of work as well for him. Yep. And uh, look, yeah, yeah, and Rowan Marshall not doing great. Like he's averaging eighty three, but for that early ruck score, he scored a big one, one hundred and twenty four round one, and he's gone fifty eight and sixty seven. And now Ryder's back. He's probably going to be, I don't know, probably hard pressed to score big scores again. So Ryan Marshall could be a bit of a an ugly pick for him. Yeah. Well, Ryder played last round, and that's what Marshall puts out of 58. So hopefully Ryder plays all year now. Well, I see. Well, you've got, you got Marshall, you've got Ryder, and you've got uh, that Hayes as well. So all of a sudden you've got yeah. that extra player that kind of uh, takes it off him. I don't think they were expecting him to be that good round one. They just put him in there just to just to basically yeah. be a, a pinch hitter, and he yeah, killed, it, killed it against us in that third quarter. But now yep. that he sort of takes a bit off him, now Ryder's back as well. It's sort of like it's almost going to be relying on kicking two or so, you know, maybe two or three goals or something as a forward. I don't know what's going to happen to him. But yeah, I don't want to waste too much time reviewing his team until he loses. Then we can go real in depth. And if I'm not coach of the week, the week that happens, I'll make sure I do a react video that we dive right into before right. we went wrong. Sounds good. But Taylor, we'll move on. And this one we've got. <laughs> Matt, the Mongolian beef, 13-70. Another close one. Defeated by Scott, 7-7, Muddy boy. Um, I agree with Keelan. Was it Keelan or was it Braids? One of them said his name's shit and it doesn't make it was, sense. It was Keelan. It was Keelan. And, yeah, like... <laughs> just, come on, Matt. You're better than this. Um, so, yeah, Muddy boy... Um, who the fuck? <laughs> Looking at, is it Jaya? Jigath. From Jigath? Yeah. 123? What the fuck? Yeah, not bad. I don't think he was that good, but he was good enough to put out some good scores, but not that good. I had to work on the weekend, so I haven't really seen every team score, so I'm sort of just seeing these for the first time myself. But, um, yeah, like, there's nothing, aside from him, there's nothing really that sort of stands out. There's a lot. There's a lot of early hundreds. There's a lot of like 117, 110, 112, yeah. 104. So a lot of good stuff just getting the job, the jobs done. Yeah. But unfortunately, it was just not quite enough, especially with Caldwell only going 162. So that's realistically the captain choice is what cost him because you look at Scotty's one of Rao 206. That's yeah. 40 points there, which is you know the, the game was only 23 points. That's the difference. Yeah. The the only thing I'd be really happy about is that Gorney's finally dropped the score. Yeah, but he was outscored by. Uh, What's his name? Jackson. Jackson again. So if you have to actually look, yeah. at, I had a look at the uh, the top ten rucks. Uh, Jackson is actually outscoring Gorn. Yeah. And speaking of a, be, speaking he wouldn't of, be happy overall, but he'd be happy that he's finally dropped a score over a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely. Um. Yeah, but um. Speaking of a bloke who has Jackson, we'll turn to Scotty now because playing pretty well. Uh, I think he's undefeated so far, which he's he's done. Done his premiership uh, back to back tilt, no no problems. Hickey hundred and one, although now he's out, could be a bit of a problem. Boke hundred and thirteen. Oh, actually, now he's got Jackson, so we're going to switch him forward. Boke hundred and thirteen. Stewart hundred and four. Zach Bailey hundred and twenty nine. Steele hundred and twenty one. With it hundred and six, so very good scores. And then Matt Rowe hundred and three as well, double that plus captain. So he's done very well with a few few deep scores, which is like those hundred and thirties, hundred and twenties. That's that's what gets the job done. There's about three of them. Yeah, and that's what. That's what he'd be happy with. Um, a lot of teams have scored, had one player go big and then consistent 
hundreds, but he's had a, a couple of twenty hundreds, thirties. It's a lot more consistent. Yeah, and a little bit more scary, but um. Yeah, I, I don't know what's worse, Lockie getting three or Scotty going back to back. Both um, yeah. would result in. But you've also back. got Wasty possibly going, or not, yeah, you've got Wasty going for a double as well. So there's a fair few there. There's a fair few people we don't want to win, so it's not ideal. Sooner or later, it's going to literally be no, you're not going to want anybody else to win because everyone's going to hopefully have got one or so. Pretty much. Um, I feel like enough time's passed since last one one, so um, probably that's the one I'd be happy with, but. But Wusty's not a threat because he lost to the King this week. Yeah, fair. Uh, look, speaking of a, a game that no one else cares about, we'll talk about the next one. Uh, Keelan the Lone Wolf, 11-20, somehow getting the win with that putrid score against uh, Kane Angry Moodits, 1,026. So he's got a score that rivaled yours um, a few weeks ago. So not ideal yeah. from both of these boys. So let's, let's break them down. Yeah, so Angry Midgets is in a lot of trouble. Like, uh, he's bottom of the ladder. He hasn't won a game. Uh, he's got injuries. His, his, his plays are just boring. 30s, 40s. It just looks horrible. Um, Blitz has 49. Um, Luke McDonald, who, you know, what did he drop? A 160 or something higher? Yeah, well, he's um, a place predominantly midfield now. He's gone 140 and, yeah. and he put 90, but still not bad. And then just pulls out that somehow. So Pulls out at 28. And, like, he is the first waiver. He is the first one that got picked up. Um, so you'd hope he'd you know, reinvest a bit. But, yeah, at 28. <laughs> so uh, Jack Higgins getting absolutely poleaxed. Uh, doesn't help him either. So, um I'm sort of licking my lips because I've got Kane this week, so uh, and looking at his, it's it's forward this week, isn't it? So looking at forward captain choice, not looking good. So he's gonna need to get a trade done to be uh, competitive. Otherwise, he's in a fair bit of shit. Yeah, this will be the week he'll just throw it on Rosie just to hope for the best, and Rosie will kick a freaking bag of five or something. (laughs) Oh. Or, to, or, or Tom McDonald. He's, he's got a few guys. Like, he's got Tom McDonald that can go big, but he can also disappear. It just depends if he gets the week. He just happens to have to time it right. But, uh, look, it's probably not going to happen, really. Like, yeah, he was relying on guys like McRae and Brayshaw to score big, really to help him get the job done, and both of them scored in the 90s. So not good enough for his top two picks, which I really rate as the first two picks that he picked. I really, really like those. But then, like, guys like Rich, Howe, Rosie not doing well. Like, he really only had May as his only 100-plus score, 114. So, uh, really, really average scores there, unfortunately. And a lot of lot of low scores, like I said, under 50. So, not a lot to like about that one. And uh, moving across, there's really probably the similar amount not to like either with those ones. You've got 100-plus score of Zach Williams, his boy getting back. Uh, Luke Ryan, 16. But then, luckily, got a few guys who scored 90s and 70s and 80s as opposed to 40s and 50s just to... To get him over the line by like ninety odd points. Yeah, so um, it's probably a bit of karma here. Kills him really potted me in the first pod. Uh, how shit I was. Look what happens. Drop a score like this, but you won, so we can't really um give you too much shit for it. It's a bit of fixture luck with this one <laughs> for sure. Oh, uh, and hopefully it works for me. If uh, if I score shit, I get the same result. But um. Yeah, that Liam Ryan, 16, just... I can't remember so many games where players are just dropping these really low scores. 
the over around the paddock. Yeah, very, very strange, um, the discrepancy of the, you know, the, the big guys scoring 150 pluses and then some guys scoring 50s and low. It's, uh, it's very different. I'm not sure if it's just game plan or different, or just different, or maybe our people are not adjusting well to the normal sort of normal sort of uh, non-COVID law, the rules and stuff. I don't know. Let's put a bet on right now, Kiels. Uh, I know he'll be listening. Uh, if you can uh, firm up and put Liam Ryan as your captain and uh, he scores 60, pre-captain, so not the captain's score, so he can't score 30, I will get you a six-pack. There we go. So what was that six-pack for him to score 120 as a captain? Yeah. There we go. Keels, uh, the, the bet is at you. Let's see what you, let's see what you come back with. That's a, a six-pack on the line. So I'm gonna, I'm, like that because I already owe him a six-pack from the EPL draft bet that we had. So, uh, so I'm guessing he will owe you a six-pack if he doesn't score a 60? That's the way it works. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so just I don't owe him a six-pack. Yeah, so we're even the score, yeah. Because obviously, you know, if he scored under 60, you've got to get something out of it. So unless Keelan can come yeah. to the party with something else, we'll wait and see. Yeah. All right. Who did West Coast have this week? they got uh, Collingwood. That'll be that'll be the hair. Look, we we, we seem to struggle against the snap pause or something. So who knows what's going to happen there? Although we're yeah. playing pretty good footy, so who knows? We're playing better than we have the last few years. Anything yeah. can happen against Collingwood. We're we're the kind of team that you know plays t- plays blokes in the into form. We're the kind of guys that just fucking just let them do what they want to do. I don't know. Yeah. Look, enough about Keelan because that that those both those games were atrocious, and we don't want to talk about him anymore. The next one we have our top scorer for the round. Braden Dobbs scored fifteen oh eight. Defeated Brian Suckmy Penderbury's twelve ninety eight. Yeah, the uh, Kmart Express. Uh, the old. A lot of us were scoring around that thirteen hundred mark. So you know, fixture luck. He could have beaten quite a, a, a couple of people had he not run into the, the tiger juggernaut that is Braden. Uh, so yeah. Like, it's not horrible. There, there's nothing really... There's 100 in this whole team. The rest are 90s, 80s, and 70s. So it's pretty consistent. Yep. Um, and his 100 was Lance Franklin. And he scored 100 on the dot. So um, I'm just trying to see who who's actually... Parrish is probably a big scorer. Yeah, Parrish, Laird, first week back. So he'll probably get better than that. Parker can go big as well. He's got a fair few guys that can probably go big, but that's probably where it stops, I'm guessing. Not seeing any, yeah, superstars here. So, might be in trouble, man. What, yeah. did, what did he get rated? Uh, can't remember. I'll have to go back and have a look. Yeah, so Braid's uh, top scorer of the week. Stiff not to get coach of the week, but uh, as we know, sometimes it's not just about score, it's about context. And uh, definitely better context. My, my, um, in, and I don't know. I get the whole back-to-back worst coach of the week, but I don't think you should have back-to-back coach of the week because uh, it might just be boring. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, Braid, uh, he scores, uh, you know, you, he's got players. Like, he's got Ridley, he's got Dunkley, um, he's got Petrarca, he's got all these big names that who we know can drop, you know, anywhere from 100 to 160. So, uh, Canigli is probably... One of the best picks of the season, given he's a mid-pricer and he's dropping big scores for fun. So Rioli is just killing it for him, just um, playing the best I've seen him play in a long time and, you know, new role for him in the back line as well. So 
he gets meatball back this week, so if he's fucking fit as well, this this is a really hard team to beat. You never know, though. Meatball could come out and injure his hammy again in the first five minutes, and that's this game over for him. I guarantee you he will get injured again. He doesn't play full seasons. He hates it. Yeah. Um, so well, he's, he's just got to hope he gets his injuries out of the way early because then he's, uh, he's good yep. to go. But yeah, like you said, he's got yeah. some some very good high high scorers. Um, yeah, Hinugio was a late pick, like he got was very 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 happy with that. Um, Lysette was a pretty late pick ruck as well, so he he keeps doing well. He was a uh, you know one of those guys. A lot of the guys that picked rucks early would be hoping for guys scoring a hundred and hundred plus, and uh, he's got a, a I think it was a pick eight pick nine ruckman that's uh, scoring pretty well. So just going to show you, he's got to pick them right, not uh, not early. Yeah, definitely. Um... Yeah, at at the moment, I reckon he's probably favourite with this team. Um, only because I don't want to admit Lachlan's favourite. So. Yeah, but do you really want Braden to be the winner as well? Like, bloody hell, the way he's going this year, if he wins, he'd just be insufferable, wouldn't he? <laughs> I love chaos, Jim. <laughs> All right, well, speaking of chaos, we'll turn our attention to this last game because this one went down to, like, the last... the the, the the post-match because we literally were waiting on anything scaling going on because we have Ben the Tiger King at 12.99 defeating Nick 8 balls 12.93 so 6 points in the end you've come up on top talk to us about your thoughts throughout the weekend and I said you didn't look at the scores too much but talk to us about how you're thinking how you're feeling throughout the week honestly this week was just about getting trades done for me um, and hoping that they go big and uh, one definitely springs to mind that went big enough that uh, probably got me the win. Who did I give you? I gave you Acres for um... Jackson or something from whatever his name is. Uh, Melbourne. Jordan. Scored J. Jordan, 59. Uh, jo- James Jordan. What did he score? 59. 59, yes. That definitely got me the win. Definitely. <laughs> Which is just glorious. So, um, yeah, just... The whole week was just about getting all those trades done um, and then just ticking the days off to get, get this one out of the way. Um, I looked at Wassi's team and it was probably similar to how I viewed Braves. I couldn't see where they, where he was going to score shit and how I was actually going to get in front. So, you know, you've, he's got Bont, he's got Cripps, and they both didn't do bad. They both scored pretty well. Uh, he's got Short, he's got Hewitt, he's got all the right guys. Um, but his captain is where he got really fucked on. Um, he got, he got Polex, but still played, uh, for the rest of the game. Um, so yeah. And then (laughs) Sam Draper, 21. Are we still debating the Draper (laughs) for Darcy thing? I don't think, I don't think we ever were. And it's worked out well for me anyway because I've got Meek. If Darcy doesn't play, Meek plays, and Meek still drops 80 to 90. So I've really shored up my rough issue that I had last year, this year. So um, I'm happy with that. But, yeah, it's to go to the actual game itself, um, in the la- I was something like 450 in front uh, leading into Sunday, and I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck, here we go again. And then, yeah... I randomly logged on in the the last game and he hit the front. I'm like, fuck's sake. So I had the footy on. I had an idea of who 
uh, I had an idea of their scores, so I was watching his players and my players, uh, but I wasn't checking the live score, and I was occasionally going into the chat, and then everyone's like, oh, Wesley's in front. Oh, Ben's in front. And I'm like, fucking hell. <laughs> I don't want to lose, just lose to Wesley. I want to win. Yeah. So, um, yet I saw the game end, and I was on 1,300. He was on whatever, so I'm like, if scaling fucks me over here, like absolutely explode that tk episode i had last year of the the deaf tk where it was just all dark and shit that was coming back <laughs> um and then i got scaled back one point to 12.99 uh, and i think he might have scaled up a little bit so yeah it wasn't enough i celebrated uh, i think i woke piper up uh celebrating uh so she wasn't happy with me but um yeah if you look at um my team, um, if you look at my team, you know, perfect captain choice um, was drafted purely for these choices. Um, he, he was captain two weeks in a row for under 75 and defender. So uh, it didn't work last week, definitely worked this week. Um, but, you know, I look at my midfield and, you know, it's my weakest point at this point, but I've got Menegola. Hopper, Yo, they're all players that can score well. So I think that once they're back and they get a couple of games into them, I might uh, I might bounce back with higher scores. And there's just going to be that variance between my, my forward lines as to if they keep going or not. But um, I definitely think I've already said I've firmed up. I've chopped up every time Wright gets the ball. So he's definitely my uh, my favourite player in my team. Uh, and he's going nowhere. Stop offering trades for him here till the end. And, uh, yeah, now we welcome Gunston to the forward line. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how, uh, how welcome that welcome is, but anyway. I think, like, the way it would rotate is I put side bottom onto the field, uh, into forward, because at the moment he's in my midfield covering all the midfielders I'm missing. Yep. So, yeah, if I can make it to a point where if I can actually get to finals and Zach Merritt's back, then uh, look out. Yeah, well, look, um, I actually hadn't looked at the, the teams properly until, until just now, and Scrimshaw going off injured on seven pretty much saved you. Yeah, definitely. Because all, um, all the talk about everything like, else, if Scrimshaw continues to play and scores, you know, 10 points more, and that's it. So him going off on seven is uh, pretty much the, the game right there. But, I mean, I had the same issues last week when my players went off injured, and that's what cost me. So, a uh, bit of what comes around goes around, and uh, what what a better place, what better person to beat than Wusty when it happened. Yep, and uh, he actually got our first official timeout as well. So, he threw the toes out of the cot and said it was game over. So, you know what? That's it, game over for 24 hours. He's, he's out, and I'll, I'm sticking to my word. If someone's going to throw in the towel, I'm not going to have it. Straight he pro- out. He, he probably uh, liked the 24 hours out because he got. Uh, didn't have to look up, didn't have to worry about the messages. He's like, oh, this is nice. He probably really enjoyed it. Yeah, so it'll be used as a strategy from now on. Just uh, if you're losing, then um, just throw the towel and then you don't have to cop shit afterwards. Yeah, we'll wait and see. If that starts happening, then maybe, uh, I don't know, I'll have to work something else out. Yeah, suck a dick, Wusty. Um, I'm glad I knocked you off and um, hopefully stop that second peak for you. Yep, alrighty. And uh, with that game out of the way, we turn our attention to the questions of the week. Uh, first one here, we'll get him out of the way. Early is Braden. His question is, 
coach, are you embarrassed that you're sitting in that chair when you know that I should be coach of the week, but I couldn't go on twice in a row? Absolutely not embarrassed because uh, if I'm going to win worst coach of the week for not having the lowest score uh, and it all being contextual, then I should be definitely in this seat for it being contextual of me being the best coach of the week. So don't hog the chair there, Braids, mate. Uh, you got a bit chirpy. You got up and about. We're all happy about it, but uh, save a couple more zingers for throughout the year. Don't go too hard, too fast. He's going pretty hard, so I have to wait and see, though. See if, can, see if he can maintain this. And uh, secondly, is Braden's team unbeatable and should we cancel the season now? Um, like I said, your team looks really good. Um, but Wusty's team looked really good last week. So it changes really quickly. And a couple of just little COVID cases might just prick up in certain teams and just fuck everyone. So I'm not writing anyone off and I'm not saying anyone's got it at this point. Yeah, not fair. And... Uh... I think that's um here yeah, last week. Wusty was the uh, unbackable favourite, and, and he loses. So, watch these spaces. And next up, we go to some audio messages from Keelan. Hello, Jimmy. Hello, Coach of the Week. Uh, disappointing, I'm not on there with my mammoth mammoth score of eleven twenty. Um, but anyway, here we are. Uh, first question: uh, How many times do people go up to Blitz and ask him if his tits are real? <laughs> It depends on what shirt he's wearing. He if he's wearing his golf shirt, the high beams are on high. They're on high alert. They are just poking through, uh, ready to poke eyes out. So, um, they do look real. Um, I can't say I've seen much of him out and about to be able to say if people have asked him if they're real. But uh, I'd imagine there'd be a ninety percent hit rate. There we go. Definitely getting a lot of them. Uh, probably it depends on the weather as well. Because if it gets a bit rainy, they'd probably perk out a little bit more. Yeah, but then he wouldn't come out. He wouldn't go out in the rain. Yeah, so exactly right. Alrighty. Uh, next question from Keelan. Second question for the coach. Uh, if you had to relate Steve's side to a particular type of poo, would it be a King Kong poo? You know, the, the one that is so big that you know it won't go down the toilet unless you break it into smaller chunks. Uh, you know, like a wire coat hanger works well. Or would he be like a wet cheeks type of poo where, you know, the poo hits the water sideways and makes that big splash that gets his, you know, the ass cheeks all wet? <laughs> um, well, I reckon it'd be the one where you get the ass cheeks all wet. Honestly, it's, um, yeah, it's not your big King Kong poo. It's definitely your, your more annoying sort of one, the more inconvenient sort of why is it there sort of style. Yeah, he doesn't strike me as the big, the big sort of poo kind of man. And the the next one. Uh, third question for the coach, Jim. Uh, if you had to describe Mutt as a you know a type of fart, uh, would he be the like the the bubblegum fart? You know, which is a bubbly wet fart that smells so horribly bad he doesn't even enjoy it. Uh, or would he would be the cat's meow fart? where it sounds like a slowly dying cat and lasts about seven and a half seconds and it, it comes with that wrinkled up, you know, grin face of agony that comes with it. You know, which type of fart would he be? <laughs> um, I'd say, say probably the second one, the whining cat one. <laughs> I, I don't know how to just 
um, put context to it, so we'll just let Keelan <laughs> do that for us. Yeah, I feel like it's probably more the first one, though, because, like, usually if it's far so bad that if he doesn't enjoy it, I feel like his team is currently that bad that even he doesn't like his team, so. Yeah. But the whining cat speaks to me because that's just how he sounds whenever I bag Keelan at the moment. He's just like, you fat bald bowling head. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. And uh, last question from Keels. And my final question for the coach uh, for this week, Jim, if if they are working you know, hypothetically for sports bet and had to create a premiership market for this league, uh, who is the top four priced coaches at the moment and what are their odds? I think that uh, Grant, who's top of the ladder, is sort of like a fish out of water. He shouldn't be up there at all. So I don't think uh, he would be top four. He'll be falling from race really soon so uh i think it will be uh scott lachlan raiden and the king uh and i think uh you've got dollar 50 odds for uh scotty and the king and then you've got 29 dollar odds for lachlan and then uh braids is sitting at about 51 nice there we go so very very cheap odds you wouldn't even probably touch for yourself and, and scotty now wait for me to lose one more and i'll drift out to probably three bucks and that's when you jump on all right nice i'll see if uh if marto bet reciprocates those odds because i think you get better you get better better buybacks with marto bet but wait and see and the next couple of questions we've got are from Lockie. i've got uh, i'll just put you here i've got three questions relating to yourself two that aren't so he's, he's drifted a little bit this week and he's gone a few alternates so he maybe took I've, your uh your rant on on board or maybe he's just decided to, to throw a few extras in there just to fuck with everybody else i was gonna say i'm gonna put a three question cap on him but if it's three about me and two out i will allow it all right so the the first question they are so, sort of uh long-winded and i haven't read them yet so bear with me do you think Ben should do what he does best and eat his own words after Walsh came out and went fucking bang with a sensational 124 double to 248 as he was given the warranted role as captain? Uh, I will eat my words because, yes, he did have one good week, but I will continue to sledge him if he does shit, which he was up until that point. Uh, he's had one good week. Let's not get too excited. Fair enough. Next one is... Can I have this week's coach of the week's opinion on how it was so po- how it was possible for Ben to draft so poorly? I think the issue wasn't the drafting so poorly. It was more the fact that I set up for the future, and uh, a lot of my players that aren't playing round one will be coming back in the coming weeks. So uh, the benefits now, albeit making a couple of tweaks as we go. Uh, and next one from Ben, no. And next one from Lockie. On the back of that question, knowing how poor Ben's side is and how ashamed he is of both his overall side and his life in general, do you think Wasty should be open to further punishment after he lost to a team that would still be on the waivers if they were all dropped? All right, so I've, I've had enough of this, Lachlan. So um, I'm just going to say that my response to that question is, Lachlan, Lachlan, story. You were born a flog, you live as a flog, and you're going to die as a flog. And you better hope that you don't die before me, because if you do, I'm inscribing flog on your tombstone. <laughs> Very nice. We'll uh, leave it at that. 
Next one he has, which I don't really want to read, but it's fine. How good were the cats in the last quarter as they ran all over the pies? Part B to this, do you also touch yourself in appropriate ways when Jezza keeps slamming home goals? I do because he's in my team so and definitely helped me win. So um, he definitely is like, or he's kind of like Max King in a way in terms of the did nothing and then bang, bang, bang the last quarter. So um, I was sort of giving Lockie a bit of shit and asking him, uh, you know, how he's feeling and that sort of thing, but didn't go too far, thankfully, because uh, he sort of left me out of his barrage of insults with that, so... Yeah, and I think a few, a few other people copped it, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, well, not, not ideal. And the, the last one is, when you look at Matt, either in real life... When you look at Matt, either in real life or in person, how many times do you throw up? <laughs> it doesn't even... In real life or in person, so... In person or in person. The crux of the, the, crux of the question is, how many times do you throw up looking at Matt? If, if you're going to sledge, like, you've got to word your question right at first, least. So come on, mate, lift it there. Um, but to, to answer it in the way you should have asked it, uh, I would say I throw up uh, consistently whilst in his presence. Nice. All righty. We now go to a couple from Brian, the, the Blizz. A question for the pod. Do you think Blizz and Ben can finish in the eight by the end of the season? And also, how big a dick do you think Scotty is? <laughs> It's such a, a, a normal question. <laughs> and then Scotty just comes out. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, yeah, Blizz, I think, uh, oh, I definitely think I'm on the on the rise uh, to greatness. Um, whether or not you want to join me on the way to the top, you got to stop uh, <laughs> offering hacks like Gunston to everyone and wanting primos for him so um i think yeah with the right trades you might be able to 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 get into the top eight and uh yes scotty is a dick yeah uh second question is why has why has wusty gone from 1500 one week being banned for 24 hours also is his team as bad as that fat flog of a bowling ball head my son <laughs> um, <laughs> to try and answer that question, um, Wusty went from that score just because of um, captain choice, captain injury, um, and another player going down and scoring fuck all. Um, <laughs> for the rest of it, um, <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> I'll just answer that part. I think. Yeah, no fair call. And he's also requested something here. He goes, also, uh, you could apologise for ripping Blizz in reply to being upset to that fat flog, Ben. So, no, I'm not going to apologise, Blizz, because I stand by everything I say. Yep, absolutely. Yep, don't back down. Un- yep. Unlike what I did at the start of this pod with that statement. That was warranted, though. I'm not, apl- not apologising to Blizz. It's a bit different. Yeah, absolutely. And I've now got some uh, some audio messages from, from Grant. First one. I've got a question for... Oh, what the fuck... Um... All right, clearly he's been taking lessons from yourself and uh, had to record audio messages, so we'll go to the next one. <laughs> I've got a question for the coach on the podcast. What the fuck's wrong with this phone? Well, we're, we're over two years, so we're looking good. Next one. Okay, I've got a question.
question for the coach on the podcast. Do you think... What the fuck's going on? All right, clearly old blokes and uh, old blokes and audio fucking Facebooking don't work out well. We'll go to the next one. Okay, my question for the coach this week. Do you think James should have to relinquish... Is this fucking... Oh, I'll just have to text it in. This is fucking ridiculous. All right. So after that, he finally gave up and decided to start texting. So I've got some questions from Grant. <laughs> yep. First one is, my question is, should James have to give up his position as commissioner as he's busy doing that and the pod, which is clearly hampering his ability to draft a decent team? Well, I'm bivising for you there, Jim. I reckon just a little um, driveway. I, no, I think, uh, you know, to take on the responsibility of both uh, is definitely uh, respected in, in the league. Um, but having said that, uh, I think Lachlan has won one when he was commissioner as well, but he didn't do a pod, so I don't know. It's hard to compare, I guess. Yeah, I think last year I definitely wasn't as into it with um, into the football itself with COVID and everything, so this year I've definitely, I feel like I've been more into it. My team just hasn't scored as well as I would hope, and I def- definitely went at a different tact and didn't draft blokes in the first three rounds that were injured. So I definitely think my time's coming this year. I've just got to get all my uh, ducks in a row to work well. Yep, absolutely. And next one is, because Scotty is Rain Man, who do you think should play Tom Cruise as his brother? For those of you playing at home, uh, Rain Man is a movie featuring Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise where Rain is a... Uh, does not is, is autistic and Tom Cruise is the annoyed uh, fancy brother that looks after him. <laughs> Scotty and um, oh, you'd, you'd have to say Mutt for sure. <laughs> Maybe I'll uh, I'll put up a photo of uh, Scotty and Mutt as, as a rain yeah. man on the yeah. thing after this. Yeah, absolutely do that. Alrighty, and a couple more. We've got some from Mardo, so we'll go to the first question from him. Question for the coach, and loving what you're doing, Jimbo, but Jesus Christ, I hope you haven't got Braden in. Jesus, he was boring. Steve alert. Um, but question for the coach. Just wondering if Wusty's towel throw is the most disgusting thing we have ever seen in terms of a towel throw. I mean, to throw it in um, when you've got no players left and you're down 300 points is one thing, but to be in the game and still be winning deep into Sunday and throwing a towel is not good. What's our thoughts? Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely disgusting. Um, and everyone's been put on notice early uh, by Jimbo that uh, there'd be no towel throwing, and it's the name of the league. So for him to just do it while he was still in the hunt and even took the lead and it was back and forth for the last quarter, um, it could rival, you know, one of the most atrocious acts in sport uh, to date. So... Yeah, not, not good by Wusty, and, and lucky that it was only a 24-hour ban. Yeah, look, when I, after he said it, I'm like, okay, look, look, have a look before I check and like, before I kick him out. He had, like, all the Carlton players. He had, like, six players left to play. I'm like, you can't be thrown in the towel when you've got six blokes left to play. It's ridiculous. And the Carlton players were good Carlton players, so... Yeah, we had a lot of players still left to play, so it's almost mm. like he thought just because his butters didn't do well, he that was it, game over. But, mate, there was still plenty of game, plenty of, plenty of football still to be had and you almost did it if Scrimshaw hadn't gone out. Absolutely, yeah. He, nah, it's, it's not good for us, and Yeah, you're lucky. That's it. And the, the next one I've got here from Amato. Just another follow-up question. If um, James is away for one week or he was coach of the week, who would you want to, to co-host instead? Um, he's used Matt in the past and, frankly, he's been garbage. So who's uh, someone else you'd like to do that? 
I think he's trying to butter himself up a little bit here after hosting a successful pod uh, for the EPL season. Um, so it did, it from, yeah, I would. I know. I would. I definitely have you on hosting if Jim was coach of the week or if Jim was um, absent, uh, sick, injured, or anything like that. So. Yeah, no, he's definitely, he'd be top of my list. And uh, I have already started to think about uh, contingency plans for when I possibly am am out if uh, the first week of July comes around and I need to be with Belinda while we uh, have, uh, have a baby. Yeah, I'm definitely going to plan for that. And just be careful that he doesn't try to poison your uh, coffee in the morning to just try and prolong, uh, to speed that along. Yeah, no, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me, but I reckon he... Uh, He'd do a stand-up job, and I would uh, very much appreciate him to, to take over if he wanted to. But anyone wants to give us a go, more than welcome to. And Absolutely. next one. And my last question is, how upset was Blizz really? He said uh, the Pies, he was pretty happy with what they were doing, and it didn't matter if they lost. Um, but frankly, I think we know that's not true. Was he actually very, very, very upset with the loss the other night? Yeah, so we're starting to see a pattern with Blizz when uh, when he is ropeable, he plays it off as, oh, yeah, not a big deal, and, uh, you know, instantly talks about something else. But let it be known, he was not happy. Um, I, you know, feel sorry for my mum. Probably a can of Woodstock hit the uh, the fan or pro- pro- possibly the uh, TV itself. So, um, yeah, no, it would not have been a good night in the feeding house. Yeah, and I've got one more here, which I'm not sure is a, is a question because he said that was his last one, but we'll wait and see what, what this one is. Last one for the coach. How many Pendlebury's will Wusty be sucking on this week? <laughs> um, well, yeah, back-to-back losses for Wusty would be uh, quite funny to see. So I'm hoping he's sucking on just the singular, singular uh, Pendlebury, and that's you, Mardo. Very nice. And look, we've got to, got to talk about it as well. We, we've we always talked about you as the coach of the week, but we need to talk about the, the other side of the spectrum, the, the worst of the week or the, I'm going to start calling it the wow. Who's, who who really, uh, Owen Wilson, wowed you? Who wowed you? Because I've got some thoughts. I've got two thoughts. Yeah, you go. So <laughs> one of them I'm going to put up there is is Kane with the Angry Midgets as a score just over 1,000 to rival yours last round one is deplorable and he definitely needs to be put on there as uh, as definitely an option. Uh, the second one is uh, more of an off, off-field off indiscretion is uh, is Wusty. He threw the towel and was kicked out. So I'm not too sure where you sit on. Is it on-field performance or off-field performance that makes you the worst of the week this week? I will leave it up to you. Yeah, so I think um, definitely controversy here in terms of um, obviously the towel throwing. Um, you know, Kane has been consistently shit. And uh, <laughs> I, I reckon uh, and this isn't going to make Keelan happy because uh, he's been quite vocal in terms of a different shows voting for Worst Coach of the Week. But my gut is that Kane will get it eventually. And uh, Wusty throwing the towel is probably as big as a Worst Coach of the Week act as you can get. As, as I said before, I don't think 24 hours was big enough punishment, so I think he should also get worst coach of the week because he couldn't rally his boys up to get the win either. Yep, no, fair enough. That did there, I reckon uh, I agree with you. So it's almost like someone getting caught for drunk driving or something on the, uh, the off-field, they get suspended for a match, which is him getting kicked out, and this is community service. And his boys just gave up. Like, 
they they just played an average match after that. They just couldn't get the job done. So yeah, you know, you've, you've got your own self to blame there, Wusty. So yeah, definitely Wusty for me. Yep, no, I reckon I'm, I feel you. And uh, a couple of would you rather's would normally throw at the start, but I'll I'll put towards the end. One of my would you rather's or one of my questions is has now been void and mute because or mute because Wusty's gone and ruined it. But who do you think will be the next to throw the tail in? Now that one's been thrown, do you expect any more to happen, or do you reckon it'll be a long time before the next one gets thrown? I think Blizz needs to be careful because he's sort of you know he's, he's his team is is losing. He's sort of. Trying to act like it doesn't bother him, and it's bottling up, and eventually he's just going to crack. So I think that um, eventually he's just going to go, ah, oh, this shit, my team shit, I'm not going to beat you. I'm just going to go put money on the races or whatever. So I think it's going to be in the wording that he's going to incidentally um, throw the towel. Yep. And uh, for next one, the next one is only one, one, just one would you rather this week. Would you rather win worst coach of the week three times in a row or be related to Mutt? <laughs> um, I can say I've won two worst coach of the weeks and um, honestly, for those two weeks, uh, I had good looks in the mirror. I was really flat. Uh, couldn't get out of bed. Didn't want to butter my toast. My coffee didn't quite taste the same. But I'd definitely not want to be related to Mutt. Look, I've, I've, I've asked I've asked who would like to be related to Mutt three times, and it's been zero, zero and three going towards Mutt. So I might have to retire that question and move on to something else. But or we could go for the perfect uh, every week. Every week, well, maybe we'll see. We'll see what happens next week. We'll see. I reckon uh, that could be on the cards as well. We'll have to see what other concoction questions I can come up with. Either would you rather's because look, there's not many worse things. So <laughs> not to dig deep. Yep, absolutely. Alrighty, that is all we have for you this week. Thank you very much for being uh, the guest as the coach of the week on the podcast this week, Benjamin. Thank you very much for having me, Jim. Um, I reckon TK Reacts will be uh, really positive this week uh, and uh, will be very happy with the, the guest you had on this week. You'd hope so. Uh, if he comes out and doesn't like it, then I really don't know how to please the bloke. You know, it could be bipolar, you know... Might have multiple personalities. Might not have liked personality on at the time. So yeah, you just you don't you don't know until you tune in to watch. Yep, that's um, it. I'll... And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Definitely. And while you're doing that, make sure you uh, subscribe to this channel and leave us a good view. Leave us a good review. It helps other people find the podcast. Yep, and get random people from other countries listening. Oh, that's what, that's what we that's what I do it for. I don't do it for you guys. I do it for that one guy in Germany who mm. likes it. Yeah, you've made his day. Hopefully, but, hopefully. Um, yeah, no, no, just a parting word to uh, to everyone. Uh, you're all on notice. Uh, I'm coming, and uh, anyone else who loses to me, um, you should uh, should feel ashamed. Uh, and Lachlan, get nice and comfy in that little perch you're in at the moment because I've, I've got a feeling a storm's coming, and it's going to knock you right off that perch. And come plummeting down. And um, it's not going to be uh, three for you. It's not going to be what, sorry? Oh, it's not going to be three for you. There we go. All righty. Thank you very much for being uh, being the guest this week, Benjamin. And uh, yeah, let's uh, see what happens this weekend. Thank you, Jim. All righty. And with, those, with all that out of the way, it is now time to turn our attention to this week's Marto Bet. 
Shut up, it's MotoBet time. And this week we have two MotoBets on the go, starting with the MotoBet Really Angry Midget Special. Yes, Kane's team tonight, who started the season without a win from three games and flying under the radar. With all teams sitting above him currently, there are no free games, but this week he has a sniff against the Tiger King. If he can't get the job done, it's probably season over. In the MotoBet Really Angry Midget Special, we're giving you boosted odds of $4 for him to start 0-4. and four. But... If kicking people while they're down doesn't sit well with you, then you can get on the Mega Mato bet for Lockie's Big Fish, Scott's 7th Heaven, or Grant's Wrecking Ball to remain undefeated. Lockie and Grant have a highly anticipated matchup this week, so you've got a 50-50 chance to pick a winner there, and Scott has Braden's team that just found form. If you multi-Scott into one of Lockin or Wasty, you get boosted odds of $5. Who can remain flying on top of the league undefeated? And will Kane's season be over quicker than Collingwood's three-quarter time lead? To make your bet, just download the Motobet app from the App Store. All season seats apply, and as usual, gamble responsibly. Beautiful Moto. I will leave you all with that uh, fun Moto bet as the as the, the crowning glory of this podcast. And uh, look, it's been a good week. I'll look forward to the next one. And that's all from us here at the Throw the Damn Tower podcast. I am your host, James Legasic, and I will talk to you all next week.